You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Let's go. We're back with another episode of uh, Behind the Leaf with your host, Alec, and your co-host, Cassie. What's up, guys? And uh, we're here with an amazing dude. He's from Cali Love. He's one of the uh, sales representatives, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, Cali uh, Love and uh, SF Canna as yeah. well. Yeah. I should go introduce yourself to everybody and... Uh, Tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. So my name is Jacob. Uh, originally from Massachusetts. Been out in LA about a year now. Uh, I'm a master networker about as connected as anyone else in the SoCal area. Mm-hmm. And I work for California Love. I handle SoCal sales for them, uh, manage about 30 accounts, and then con- constantly adding new accounts. Uh, we actually launch in Dr. Green Thumbs LAX tonight. Uh, so if you want to oh, check nice. out California Love while you're getting off the plane, stop off Dr. Green Thumbs LAX. Uh, we'll have that tonight, probably by 8 o'clock. And then I also work for SF Canna. Uh, I handle SoCal sales for them. Uh, we're a premium indoor exotic flower brand. We've been cultivating cannabis for over 20 years in San Francisco. Oh, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like uh, my boss, Freddie, actually was on First Smoke the Day about episode 54, and we're just constantly uh, out here. And I would say SF Canna is probably the best smoking, best tasting, mm-hmm. cleanest flower you will find in any market. And California Love is a great... A budget brand that fits. Um, we have a cruiser pack that's 14 one gram pre rolls in a jar. Oh yeah, I was just gonna bring this up that you brought these uh, these amazing looking pre rolls. You yeah. won this the Hayseeker Cup for those for, for these, for the, right? Uh, not for the pre rolls, but for uh, Biscotti actually. It was oh, okay. the hybrid oh. strain that we launched. Uh, mm-hmm. We have about a rotational menu of about seven different strains. We no longer even have Biscotti because uh, mm-hmm. it's oh, sold wow. out. Wow. Uh, but we have, I think, I want to say like 16 different product SKUs. Uh, we're going to be, I think, adding edibles as well Mm -hmm. as infused beverages soon. And they're really tapped in, in terms of like, it's a great team, small team, but one that responds to feedback that buyers and uh, consumers have on a regular basis and are always trying to figure out ways that we can innovate and deliver a product that everyone, uh, can afford and everyone can uh, agree is a great product and one that consistently hits levels that you want to hit so. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we were talking awesome. about that with consistency and also finding quality products at a good value and um where can you find those like uh dispensaries i know you were mentioning yeah, to yeah us so a little while ago uh, california love like we, we like i said we're launching in dr green thumbs lax later right. tonight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh we will be again in atrium woodland hills which is like right around the corner from yeah, here we were actually just, we were just there the other day on saturday they were doing this huge event with vendors I was, was there. that first time? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We walked in like right, like right when they started, and uh, we had no idea what was going on. We were just like, all right, let's hit the dispensary before we go to the studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like, I was like, wow, this is going. It was pretty cool. Yeah, they do a great job. Uh, Ty's the buyer and GM over there. He's an awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do once a month. They do a farmers market where they have incredible deals. I think like they had Kalia concentrates were fifty percent off, which is pretty ridiculous because wow. Kalia is oh, one yeah. of the like the premium concentrate brands out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as when you bought like a certain amount, I think if you hit like above $50, then you got kind of like a, a group prize pack, uh, mm-hmm. which was products from all the different brands that they sell. Yeah. Um, as yeah. well as there were tacos outside, there was live music. Oh, yeah, there was food. Yeah. Yeah. Brands, yeah. Brands that, outside. that baller bag that they were doing. The that baller bag they were giving oh, away. Like, we spent so enough to, product. we fortunately spent enough to, to be able to qualify to get that. And it was just so much product. We, we had, we had like a bunch of it laid on on the table before for another episode. It was 
They really hook you up with that. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. They do. They do. And then if you're not in Woodland Hills and you want to check out California Love, you can also mm -hmm. find us at Green Angel, uh, West Valley Patient Group, Strain Balboa. Uh, those are the shops in the valley. Mm -hmm. You can also just, in Weed Maps, just type in California Love. We're a verified brand, yeah. so you can find us at oh, any of your nice. local retailers. That's cool, awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Was that your first uh, Haze Cup, or have you been... Like, have you entered before? It was the first that I entered as a participant. Okay. Uh, but I've been a okay. friend of Hayes Radio and Andrew and Ty for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were actually one of the first events that I ever went to when I moved to L.A. Oh, wow. I had, like, a Halloween yeah. crazy party. Uh, oh, no, I, I wish no we were there for expect. that one. We were yeah. Oh, there. yeah, we missed the one <laughs> we last year. We keep hearing year. about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, our first one was July for the Independence Cup. Oh, thank you. And um, we're looking forward to the holiday one. Should yeah, the holiday time. one should be dope. I mean, it's... It was the first party that I've ever been to mm -hmm. where I saw live wrestling happening. Oh, I was like, yeah, wow, same. that was wild. Crazy. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that either. Were it was really fun. Were you at the Independence Cup? I was, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were there too. That's funny. Yeah, I've been at, I think, all of them actually they've had mm -hmm. uh, since I moved here in October. So, yeah. I mean, it's a great way to meet people party and, like, network and everyone's, like, super friendly. It was, like, a really cool experience. But how did you get into cannabis or like what made you want to pursue a career in this yeah. industry specifically? Good question. Yeah, so I got into cannabis. Uh, I feel like everyone's path is a little bit different, not just to cannabis, to the career that they find themselves where mm -hmm. they're like happiest. Uh, and I was working uh, a software job. I actually, scaling back a little bit, I was living in San Francisco uh, and one of the communities that I was getting closest with was the spike ball community. I don't know if mm -hmm. you guys are familiar with spike ball at all. Uh, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's yeah. like a yellow ball, black net, played in groups of two, teams of two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you're like talking ESPN about. Yeah, I see people, like, yeah, playing in the, yeah. I've seen yeah. that. So I, I met this guy. Uh, I, I won't name his name because he preferred to go nameless. Uh, yeah, but uh, he grew some fireweed. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, when I was living in San Francisco, I originally was buying dispensary weed, and then I would just buy from him because— it, his prices were so much better. It was like 170 for an ounce. Yeah, mm -hmm. it just and makes the more flour sense. was great. Like I was smoking like peach rings and like pineapple upside down cake. You knew you were getting yeah. something good every yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, weed that he was smoking. So like yeah. if he's growing it, yeah. smoking it, yeah. and then selling it. You know it's going to be good. good. You because like him. it's like what you said before, it's like you're trying to make like not so much a budget brand, but like something that can be affordable and is, is good because there's nothing worse than going to a dispensary. He's dropping like $100 on a, on a and product. They get like stems or seeds. And then and shit. you hate it or you don't like it or it wasn't exactly, it wasn't what the bud tender told you it really was. Yeah, that's the worst. That's, that's the why worst. like I feel like having good bud tenders at your shop is key because they're really like the front 100%. line and they, they help push the product as well as like they help educate the customers and help kind of like turn biases upside down, kind of like testing. I feel like. Testing is a big thing that we still need to change the way that people look at testing. Oh, we do. Because, right. like, right now, like, we've talked before on the shows, and I'm sure you know in, like, the, the Cali industry that high THC percentages, is that what, that's what people look for in cells and dispensaries. But that's not so much the case of, like, what you could be using the entire plant for. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, it honestly, it doesn't tell you anything. It, it's kind of like if you were to buy alcohol and base it based on the alcohol content percentage. Which, right. yeah, like in college, we all did that. Yeah. But as you're an yeah. adult, you're not like, oh, which tequila has the highest percentage? You're more tequila. interested yeah. in yeah. taste and quality. And exactly. And that's why, like, one of the cool things about California Love, actually, on the branding, not specifically on the cruiser packs, but on all our ACE, mm -hmm. we show, like, the terpene percentage as well as, like, we list the key terpenes because to really understand what the smoke and what the high is going to provide for right. you, you want to focus on terpenes that matter and terpenes that you like. That's why, like... I'm going to probably butcher this name, but one of the terpenes that I tend to focus on is uh, 
Lemion, I think mm -hmm. that's how you pronounce uh, it. Yeah, you say it I know what you're talking I'm about. I'm not even going to try either. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it, <laughs> it helps to suppress hunger. So mm -hmm. I, it's, I feel like a common misconception is smoking makes you get the munchies, and mm -hmm. I hate the yes. munchies. I like to avoid the munchies at all costs. Mm -hmm. And so when I smoke flour, I usually not, I don't get that, and especially if I'm smoking strains that have Lemion on it. Mm -hmm. But uh, going back to like how I got started in yeah. cannabis, uh, so I was buying from my friend, and then I uh, kind of went through like a whole. I got laid off honestly from my job mm -hmm. and I was kind of not sure on where to go I was thinking New York uh, I took some mushrooms decided New York was where I wanted to go <laughs> moved to New York after having like all right this is where I, I need to be yeah um, and New York was a city I had always wanted to live in and then when I got to New York my friend who I'd bought from in San Francisco he was mm -hmm. like hey, like you ever thought about selling I was like what do you mean like being a drug dealer <laughs> <laughs> and I, he was yeah. like he was like yeah but like Think of it this way, like you're buying a pound for or a pack for anywhere from twelve hundred, more like sixteen hundred. Mm -hmm. And which the equivalent for an ounce at sixteen hundred is basically like either uh, sixteen ounces, so that means you're getting an ounce for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. Which okay. for any type of weed is a really good deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're not Definitely. able to like even our uh, like California Love, which is more of a budget brand, like they're Ace out the door generally selling for $25 to $35. Mm -hmm. So if you were to mm -hmm. times that by eight before even getting to taxes, you're already like hitting like 200 Yeah. Oh, yeah, close. totally. Mm -hmm. And so it's really like it's borderline. I mean, granted, that's a lot of weed. An ounce for most people is a lot of weed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but he he had fire weed and I was like, all right, like, no, that makes sense. And so I bought a few. Mm -hmm. I was working my software job at a company called Red Points miserable there uh mostly miserable because i think it just wasn't the right fit like i kind of took it because this is where like to me chasing money never makes sense i mm -hmm. took it because i was like yeah. oh like the pay is great i was like mm -hmm. oh like the pay is great that'll allow me to live in new york so and many do people the do that I do. Yeah. yeah and it backfired but mm -hmm. you, i feel like you learn things better through failure and through like actually like being put in hard situations and right. so that's where I was. I, I didn't work out three months in and I was selling weed and I was mm -hmm. like, what do I do now? Well, I'm living in New York. I have a $2,500 studio apartment that I'm paying mm -hmm. for. Like mm -hmm. I have to be able to make ends meet. And so I started selling weed and it was like my favorite job I've ever had in my life. And now I legally sell weed. And so there this is actually my real <laughs> yeah. favorite job that I've ever had because there's no risk involved. So. Right. You don't have to That's like awesome. watch That's your awesome. back and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when I was in New York, like I've had I think I've been hustled out of like $4,500 of product. I've been jumped. I've had like wow. pounds oh, taken yeah. from me. Like, I can't imagine. It's not yeah. the safest market yeah. To, yeah. And to be in. There's risks with everything. There's risks with that, that yeah. You know? yeah. And that's what, like when you're trapping, which is what it's called, or mm -hmm. when you're mm -hmm. like selling weed in the industry, like that's common. Like I oh, feel like my me. experiences are not unique to like my negative experiences. Mm -hmm. It's just, it happens and you either move out of the industry because of it or you get hungrier and you just refocus and change how you're operating and that's kind of what I did and mm -hmm. eventually I was moving living back home because it was a pandemic living yeah, with my folks and I wanted to work in cannabis but I also wanted to move to LA mm -hmm. and so I was on LinkedIn and I was just looking for jobs and I found a company called Akerna they were hiring for what's known as a sales development rep which is essentially mm -hmm. like a, or a business development rep it's someone that typically software companies is an entry-level sales job where you're making anywhere from 30 to 150 calls, doing a lot mm -hmm. of emails on a yeah. daily basis, and you're helping to generate business development opportunities right. for people that will eventually close business. Um, and it allowed me to work remotely, which obviously during yeah, the pandemic awesome. was the only yeah, ideal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was really nice. And then uh, 
it allowed me to save up enough money. I eventually moved to L.A. Mm -hmm. I was working, I was living in L.A. And through networking and through kind of putting myself out there, I was able to make connections that would eventually lead to an opportunity with California Love, which I'm very thankful for. Mm -hmm. And then even through that, I was able to get an opportunity with SF Canna. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it's like the best of both worlds because selling a product that's like premium as well as selling a product that everyone mm-hmm. can be able to get access yeah. to. And that you like and, and that, that you're like behind. And that you can actually endorse and back and stuff like that. It's awesome. So I know a lot of listeners out there are probably, were probably, probably ears perked up when you said you went from the illicit market to then selling weed legally. So, and I'm sure they want to know how you did that. Like, 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 like what, what do you think like that was the process or... So I think my background's a little bit different because I came from a white collar environment where mm-hmm. my background was software sales and retail sales. And I didn't honestly start smoking cannabis until I moved to San Francisco when I was like 26, like okay. regularly smoking. Mm-hmm. I was, the reason for that is, uh, or I don't know why I didn't. I think mm-hmm. it just never really, it was never the focus or mm-hmm. I don't know, honestly. Uh, but in San Francisco, I was working a software job and, I was going to Outside Lands Festival, and I was like, I feel like I need to get fucked up. Like, <laughs> I need some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and my buddy was like, oh, like, I can refer you. And this is during mm-hmm. the Prop 215 or the medical era okay. where it was super easy to get weed. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you could – I was able to interview with a doctor on my phone through ease and get weed delivered all within 30 minutes. So it took – That's wild. It was faster yeah, than wild. your food through DoorDash took. Oh, and yeah, like, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. fucking – Took forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. What events specifically, um, I guess, for networking that did you enjoy the most or do you, did you think were, like, the most beneficial to go to? So in New York, I would say, and they still have some of these events, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah. one of the cannabis communities that I was a part of was Happy Monkey. Uh, okay. Yeah, would I've have, heard of them. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty big. Uh, they're going more mainstream, more uh, on the rec market now. I, oh, especially I since it's legalized. And yeah, stuff yeah they've, like that. they've partnered with the people like Steve D'Angelo and yeah. – mm-hmm. Um, other folks like that and really are I would say are one of the forefront brands in New York that's pushing the subject of cannabis forward um, awesome. and one of their founders Vladimir great guy um, and so I was involved with that community they would have like weekly sort of pop-ups kind of a trap house environment where you mm-hmm. would go in women would free guys would pay $30 $30 would go towards a trap shop right next to it where you would buying cal- in quotes I'm putting quotes in here <laughs> Uh, California or California weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who knows whether it was wherever, actually or not. Wherever it was from, but yeah, back yeah, yeah. in the day when you were actually dealer, like what kind of weed is this? You were lucky if he told, like made up a name and most of the time they just went, it's weed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So those were like one of the events that they'd have like music, comedy, uh, dabbing, just like casual networking. And then yeah. the other community that I was part of in New York was called Spleef. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still around. Spleef would host bi-weekly events. Hmm. ticketed events which i think is a little bit different because a lot of the events in california specifically la are free events yeah. not ticketed mm-hmm. and it's more like the 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 payments on the vendor side um and less on the consumer side unless you're buying cannabis on site through like a delivery or retail partner mm-hmm. um, but these events were like 65 dollars a ticket you'd get uh infused beverages there'd be infused food there there okay. would be like live That's music cool. there right. would be like an art installation there'd be smoking room and it would be at a restaurant or oh, like a nightclub, yeah. but it would, no alcohol, which yeah, to no me is like one of the keys I feel like is mm-hmm. when, when you're th- hosting a party and there's alcohol involved, um, chances are something happens negatively. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course. I agree. And yeah. mm-hmm. when you're not involving that at all, the likelihood that 
anything pops off negatively is very slim to none. Like I mm-hmm. think High Rise, which is one of the, it, it used to be a High Rise mansion in LA okay. where they would host okay. these massive cannabis events at their mansion. Mm-hmm. And I think they had a quote that like they hosted over 250 parties in like a three or five year span. I'm going to definitely butcher that and it's probably inaccurate, yeah. but <laughs> numbers are slightly close to there. And they yeah. said that they never had, they had like no fights ever. Wow. Which that's is crazy. That's wild. Crazy. Yeah, that, that, that should that, be telling though to people who exactly. have, you know, who you think one is better than the other or whatever. But that just that alone should nice. be telling that the like destructive behaviors that are associated with drinking alcohol, you know, and just being able to have an environment that's safe for people to come and network and hang out with people and not have to worry, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I think there are definitely parties that have alcohol that. Don't have issues. Yeah, but yeah. I, feel I like mean, it's that's just totally, everything. Totally. One of the things you have to worry about mm-hmm. when you're in, including alcohol, whereas if it's just cannabis, there's just less worries because at yeah. the end of the day, if someone gets too high, too stoned, they're probably just going to fall asleep on the couch. Yeah, you always say that. It's like, oh, you course. either get the yeah. munchies and eat too much or just fall asleep. Like, yeah. there's really nothing to worry about there. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, in LA, you asked about, like, events that I'm going to mm-hmm. or things. So, every Thursday, actually, Doja Pack, which is one of a brand's hosts, uh, a weekly Thursday event that you can find through his Telegram. That's at six six eight five Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, um, that's awesome. And it's Check that out. <laughs> it's like a who's who of um, people in the industry. It's a fire event, mm-hmm. and it's allowed me to really like continue to network yeah. with people that are significant players in the industry that I wouldn't necessarily have uh, access to. And that's why, like, to me, one of the words that I use for that is called propiquity. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. I don't think I so. I don't think so. And also remember that we're uh, the, the the audience we have here. Yeah, so. I don't think the audience audience yeah. would know either. So, so propiquity well is <laughs> essentially, it's having access to, it's like the difference between remote work versus working in an office. When you're working okay. in an office, okay. you have access to your CEO, you have access to your CFO, you have access to mm-hmm. C-level executives that you wouldn't normally have access to. So if you want to propose lunch to them and then understand, you can ask them any questions through lunch. Mm-hmm. And it, that's like invaluable time. So propiquity for me is at these events, having access to people that are running multi-million dollar brands mm-hmm. uh, that I wouldn't normally have access to in a comfortable, casual environment where they're able to share a game or share tips on what's made them successful or mm-hmm. yeah. kind of what their outlook on it is. And then you can kind of add to that. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like invaluable and something that I definitely seek out. And I think you find that a lot of times at cannabis events, not just at Doja Pack. There's yeah. events mm-hmm. like uh, Green Street hosts, hosts awesome events on an almost weekly basis where there's mm-hmm. just, uh, Green Street, by the way, is a cannabis Yeah, I was going to say, what space. is Green Street for yeah. those that don't uh, yeah, know? Yeah, so it's 718 South Hill Street in, I think that's downtown LA. Mm-hmm. It's a fully uh, cannabis-friendly co-working space oh, wow. where they rent office that's space awesome. for different brands. Like Originals okay. is there as well as like a who's who of different brands in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and the office spaces aren't terribly expensive and you have access to being able to not just smoke and weed in the building, but mm-hmm. also you're you're surrounded by other people and other brands. So you kind of get that propiquity that we talked about earlier. Yeah, okay, definitely. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually a couple of them. Another cannabis co-working space is called Infused Social House, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is 4312 West Jefferson Boulevard. They actually hosted an afters event uh, this past Sunday, and they're pretty regularly hosting different cannabis-friendly events, as well mm-hmm. as like house music and DJ events. And that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty dope spot, yeah. and just bringing different people together that you wouldn't necessarily put in the same room. So right, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Because definitely, like, uh, since like, like I'm an investor in the space and all that, when I first started out, it's hard to 
pick and choose if you don't really know too many, if you don't really know too many people, which events are actually worth your time and money going to? Because there's a lot of just bullshit out there that they're just looking for your money and it's, it's, it's that's nothing. it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of like the more interesting thing is that at least in LA, most of the events I go to are free. I mean, parking sometimes costs money, yeah. but like the events themselves, it's really just like all you have to do is RSVP. Like Hazy, for mm-hmm. example, Hazy LA, they're a, a cannabis studio out in downtown LA and mm-hmm. cannabis creative agency. And they host different events at their studio and that's a cannabis free or friendly environment. Um, and so like I was, they hosted a Halloween party there this mm-hmm. past Saturday. And like there's different things that like that, that unless you're aware of these brands or unless you're seeking them out, you're not necessarily like understanding where to go, which right. is hard because I feel like mm-hmm. cannabis Definitely. also is hard to advertise. And so I feel like that kind yeah, of, that's, a that's probably rough. a big reason why people are less familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's even like the Montabon. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. No, no, if you could talk a little bit about yeah. that, yeah, that yeah, would so be the, cool. The Montabon is a rooftop theater. Okay. And um, I forget the address for that, but that's uh, downtown LA as well. Yeah. And they actually hosted the Emerald Cup there this past, like their award ceremony that oh, that's this nice. past, like, mm-hmm. Whenever that was. And then this past Wednesday, actually, Fideli. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fideli or yeah, Gas No Breaks or Fiore. Um, okay. uh, Fidel's, which he, he's famous for his hashols. Mm-hmm. So a hashol oh, nice. is essentially like fl- ground flour with a, like a donut of concentrate mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it kind of burns unique where when, when it burns, you see like this donut hole. Oh, emerge. that's pretty oh, cool. That's really pretty cool. dope. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. And it's super stony. And he aired... Uh, this the first episode is of his docu series mm-hmm. at the Montauban, and they have like they had uh, like a dab bar, and they had they were making hash holes there, and wow. then they had like a burrito stand, and they had a bar, mm-hmm. and they had like uh, these this cookie vendor uh, laid cookies L E I D, uh, which are mm-hmm. actually great guys, great cookies. They're at mm-hmm. like all the cannabis events, um, and then like so th- that's really cool. And they host a weekly movie night, so every Sunday, oh that's oh, very that's nice, fun. you can go there. And tickets are, hmm. I think, around like 20 bucks, not terribly expensive. Yeah, it's not and it's bad. a rooftop oh, theater. Bad. And from, I want to say like 6 to 10 or 6 to 11, uh, you can chill, smoke, bring your own bud, wow. bring your own, I don't, maybe no alcohol. I think mm-hmm. probably you yeah, can only probably buy not. alcohol on site. <laughs> probably. Um, yeah. But they usually also have like a delivery partner where you're able to buy cannabis from. Uh, yeah. They always have a dab bar and it probably fits, wow. I'd say, like 250 to 350 people there. Oh, that's mm-hmm. decently sized. What yeah, so like future date night spot for you guys. There you oh, go. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> How did you find out about all yeah, these events yeah. here um, when you moved out just, here? I mean, just like talking just to people. Just talking to people. Word of mouth places, type thing. Or? Yeah, I mean, I think... That's a really good question as well. I don't exactly remember how I first <laughs> found out about them. Yeah. I think part of it, it was just, uh, well, I found out about Hazy LA mm-hmm. and High Rise uh, before moving to LA. Okay. Uh, I was familiar with them and I always saw like these mansion parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was sort oh, of yeah. familiar with Secret Sesh, which is another cannabis uh, event that they host almost on a monthly basis. They actually hosted yeah, one I've at Irving Plaza in New York. Yeah, they just oh, okay. did one recently yeah, yep. in New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, Dope Group Guys, Tim is one of the founders there, and then uh, and they do an awesome job with events. They host their secret sessions typically at the Wisdom, mm-hmm. which is kind of yeah. like immersive experience, really cool place oh, to just trip out cool. on. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah and they host like up. different vendors, and there's food trucks, and it's a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. And I think those tickets are usually like 15 to 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Just like how I found out about it, I guess probably Instagram some way. Yeah, yeah. Um, social media is just like the way to find things out. Yeah, nowadays I may connect. have even honestly like I got on Clubhouse 
two Januarys ago. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got connected with a number of the cannabis people that live out here and right. work out here. And yeah. I just, I was in Massachusetts trying to grow my network, not working really in the industry at all and just trying to find a way to get into the industry. Mm -hmm. yeah. And right. I mean, unfortunately, Clubhouse, while it's still a thing, is definitely not used the same way now that it was back then. It was kind of like right. this, mm -hmm. this moment that they had. Yeah. Uh, which but, is also not like right place, right time. Yeah, exactly, right place, exactly. Right which time is kind of thing. I feel like, and that kind of goes to like just being intentional mm -hmm. with like your time, intentional with what you want. Like if you're intentional with your, the direction that you're taking your life, you're intentional with mm -hmm. what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Then you're more likely to find what you're looking for. Yeah, so. definitely. Because that's why I say like the use of cannabis. If you want to use it, like you want to use it in the wrong way, you will. You will, right? And if you want to use it in the right way, you will. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like with anything. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what you what you're specifically doing at Cali Love right now? Sure. Just a little about your position. Yeah. So at California Love, I handle SoCal sales uh, from the Valley all the way down to the OC. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, I manage about 30 shops or 25 shops yeah. uh, that we're in. And by manage, I mean I'm checking in on them. I'm mm -hmm. dropping by and dropping food off. I'm figuring out different ways to run different promos with different shops, and just how. I can best support the brand yeah. as well right. as best support the store mm -hmm. um, and as well as seeking out new accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's also like right now I feel like there's this thing happening throughout the U.S. and I feel like like we're kind of in like a recession in my opinion. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you you yeah, just said that horrible. recently. Yeah, you like just said spending's that. at an all-time low mm -hmm. um, and prices are at an all-time high except for yeah. cannabis prices. Cannabis prices have not increased really probably – the past six years yeah. from like buying mm -hmm. a standpoint yeah it's the prices have increased for cultivations they've increased for manufacturers right. they've increased for distributions but retailers haven't necessarily changed their price so their margins have changed mm -hmm. um and the average consumer i think doesn't necessarily understand that uh and so what you're seeing right now is you're because demand is just down across mm -hmm. the board people have less money to spend yeah. is shops are struggling uh and there's a lot of shops that in six months won't exist uh in 12 months <laughs> I feel like probably in six to 12 months, over 50% of the brands that are out there won't exist. because. Yeah, I mean, that's like just going to yeah. the dispensary one time and then coming back and then that brand's like not there. And you're like, what happened? Yeah, that brand's not there anymore. So I mean, that because like even now, like especially like we've been hearing a lot, I've been hearing a lot that the gr like growers have been getting hit because they just can't sell what they used to be able to sell for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. Like I, I still, I mean, you can find like sun-grown flour for like $50 a pound. Which is yeah. wild. Wow. I mean, you can like That's prices that are an all-time low, and you can have an ashtray over there. Oh yeah. And it's just, I think it's hard, but it's also to me, this is where like the cream of the crop rises. Mm -hmm. Where if you have a good product, if you have a good brand, um, and if you're doing everything you can to put that brand in the right retailer partners, because mm -hmm. it's not about the amount of retail partners; it's about finding the, like the quality key accounts key yeah. where the product's moving, you're working with the right buyers, you're working with the right retail team. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like we've done that at California Love. We've continued to identify the right retail partners to uh, help push different products with, yeah. um, which is key because if you attach your hoist to the wrong ones, then you can kind of be chasing um, accounts where like there's, mm -hmm. I'm not going to name any retailers yeah. specifically. Yeah. There are retailers out there that owe us like, between ten to fourteen thousand dollars, and that's crazy. That's, that's why. To be honest, that's like, not right. That's actually you're one hundred percent right that it's not right. But that's like small compared. Like I have other friends that mm -hmm. are owed like forty to a hundred thousand dollars wow, by different retailers, insane. and 
Sometimes it's because retailers, the product moves slow and that's just a byproduct of that. And mm-hmm. then other times it's because mm-hmm. they have shady business practices where like mm-hmm. the flower is selling mm-hmm. and then rather kind of like a Ponzi scheme, rather than paying that brand back or mm-hmm. rebuying, then they're using mm-hmm. that money for someone else. Yeah, they'll go buy more product and yeah. be like, or right, they'll well, just like we'll their pay you back next it. round or some shit like that. Like it's yeah, that, that's that's not yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a hard it's hard about that because obviously like yeah. part of the reason that that doesn't exist necessarily from a retailer standpoint for other industries is because it's more regulated and or maybe it's less regulated I guess like yeah. alcohol mm-hmm. doesn't really I, I don't hear about like alcohol brands like going under because their products not moving yeah you don't hear about yeah those it's stories. it's 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 crazy I mean like it's funny that you bring that up because uh, when we were in Montana they have a weird uh like a bur- like beer law for, for like their brews and stuff like that, that they can only serve you 40, 48 ounces, 48 ounces a, a day, a day per customer. That's only like three, ounces. that's like three pint, three that's pint, like three glasses. pint glasses. That's I it. was like, what? Yeah. And then they said the reasoning for it was because they thought when the brewery is opened that the bars would lose business. And I'm like, but wouldn't you go to a bar for liquor? I mean, that's my yeah. first thought. Yeah. Just weird. That's odd. I feel like that's like not just, not totally dissimilar to like Utah mm-hmm. where like I yeah. think Utah the alcohol percentages are lower across the board for all brands I've heard and then that. also like yeah. most bars for every drink you also have to order like an appetizer or like a oh, food yeah. thing Interesting. Oh, like, yeah. like you have to eat yeah which they did that during covid at a lot of places too yeah yeah i saw that yeah i mean Weird. I don't know. personally i'm i barely ever drink i mm-hmm. mostly just smoke a lot of weed mm-hmm. um, yeah Partially because, yeah, I mean, I used to drink more and I used to smoke less. And then I just found that, like, when I drink, I not don't lose, not that I lose control, but Mm -hmm. it's harder to stay focused and harder to, like, just vision, like, which is funny though, because some people, some people will still think, like, oh, like, how are you productive and smoke weed? And I think that's wild that people think like that. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, definitely. Like, That's one of the reasons we do this podcast is to show that you can smoke, you can still do business, have a conversation and still do everything out there. Because even for me, it was a little weird when I started going to like the cannabis, like MJ BizCon and like all the investor summits and stuff like that for cannabis and psychedelics that all these guys just like standing outside smoking, not caring and going inside and conducting the same amount of business that you would in a office building somewhere where everyone doesn't smoke or what. Mm-hmm. What not? Yeah, it's yeah. just about breaking that stigma. I don't think I asked, like, with your parents. Like, I know you lived there and you were, like, trapping and stuff. Like, yeah. did they ever have, like, a negative, like, con, like, con, not attach yeah, a negative like what, connotation yeah. with weed? Or were they, like, And, like, what turned okay you on it? to cannabis? Yeah, I mean, like, to be yeah. honest, my parents don't know that I trapped at all. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, they probably I was just curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just more honest yeah. than I think I have been in a public setting. But, um... <laughs> My, so my parents are both, like, pretty progressive liberal mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, my dad actually is a criminal defense attorney, and my mom's a psychotherapist. Wow. And wow. also a medium as well. Oh, wow. um, that's interesting. So very intuitive people. Yeah. Uh, and they've—I've smoked weed with both of them as mm-hmm. an adult uh, to give you some idea. Also, like, when I was looking for work on LinkedIn, and my mom was like, once you get a job in cannabis, like, I'll smoke a joint with you. And I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to, I want Motivation. a job just so there I can smoke with you, not even so I got a job. Like, that just sounds great. Yeah. That's pretty funny. I mean, yeah. I guess, like, That's everyone, really funny, yeah. you never know, like, some people come from backgrounds where it was, told, like, widely yeah. accepted, but others, like, not so much. So it's, like, interesting to see, especially someone who chooses to go into the industry, like, where that initial idea or, like, passion came from, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, like, not to... 
I mean, my sister probably won't listen to this. So my, my <laughs> sister was like a big time stoner in high school. Uh-huh. I barely smoked. She was way more of the partier. Yeah. I was just like, just in my own like bubble sort of. Mm-hmm. Just like naive to things, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it yeah. just was a yeah. thing. Uh, and then my parents, I'd say both of them were pretty open about like their drug use in college. My dad mm-hmm. went to the hippiest school in the country. <laughs> he went to a school called Hampshire College. Okay. Um, you probably never heard <laughs> of it. I've never even heard no, of it. I've never yeah. heard of that. Where is it's it? It's a liberal arts school in, uh, no, right by Northampton. It's in Hadley, Massachusetts. Okay. If it's still okay. around, like, if you've ever heard of the producer Ken Burns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, he yeah. went to Hampshire. He's the oh, most famous alum. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, but it, cool. Hampshire's, like, unique in the sense that uh, my, actually, my tutor for my bar, I'm Jewish, and my mm-hmm. bar mitzvah, yeah. he went to Yale, and he had a saying that I chickened out of going to Hampshire and decided to go to Yale. Um, and he says this because at Hampshire, you take classes for your first two years, just like any other college student. And then after that point, you have to design your major. You have to create like a project that for the next two, three years, you're doing research on that eventually oh, you'll shit. present to a board wow. of not just Holy your shit. peers, but also a board of professors. Wow. And so Holy crap. I personally could not have handled that lack of structure. Hell no. And yeah, no, I yeah, need like, structure. So it's I not yeah. for everyone. Yeah. No. yeah. But it, they're also like super hippie in the sense that like they're known as a school that like traditionally just very like go with the flow mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you'll find a lot of acid tabs mushrooms <laughs> there um also like it's right next to umass amherst which used to be called zoomass and was mm-hmm. one of the top party schools in the country when i was in high school yeah um, I've heard and then that. they like okay. cracked down they mm-hmm. used to like it was wild people used to flip cars after hockey that's game insane. holy shit yeah. <laughs> yeah that's 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 crazy yeah you definitely can't yeah. get away with the stuff like that now <laughs> that's yeah. wild you know, alcohol now alcohol yeah definitely yeah. fueled by alcohol <laughs> yeah <laughs> Definitely. That's too That's funny. Crazy. If you had to pick your favorite strain, Man. I'm just curious. What would yeah. you pick? A uh, favorite strain. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say the one that made me like the most giddy, and this is going <laughs> to come off as a little bit of bias, but it's honestly uh, the Zerbert strain for SF Canna. Mm-hmm. It's just like super smooth. Yeah. It's got like that, like just that candy taste. Um, it burns clean. Also, like to me, I'm smoking mostly top shelf flour. And mm-hmm. so yeah. to me, one of the key things is, how much am I coughing? Like, we just smoked a joint. I didn't really cough at all during that. Yeah, either did I. Like, yeah, I didn't either. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to cough. If I'm coughing at all, that means it's too harsh. Yeah. That means, to be honest, usually if I smoke a joint and I cough one or two, then mm-hmm. I put it down and I stop smoking it. Mm-hmm. That hasn't always oh, been yeah, the case. Totally. But it's definitely as I've started to become in different circles and just get mm-hmm. better products and just more top-shelf flour, you notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The characteristics, what... What makes this cannabis better from this cannabis and stuff? Exactly, like that. exactly. And so I, I don't know enough about like what goes into that. I think mm-hmm. part of it has to do with, with the flush. And I also don't, if you ask me like, what does flush mean? I don't know yeah. what that mm-hmm. means. <laughs> um, but I think that has a little bit to do with how clean the, the, the smoke is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I have, I have a big feeling it has to do with like the curing and the drying process and all that stuff. Cause like, I feel like if that's fused, even with like, tobacco and cigars and my dad's a big cigar smoker and stuff like keeping that in the right humidity and all that stuff is a, is a very important thing to the flavor and taste mm-hmm. yeah i mean but, and that's, um, that's the other thing i feel like i used to leave weed in my car all the time oh um, yeah who didn't yeah, yeah but and now i've realized that if i leave weed in my car bag. it dries the fuck out yeah mm-hmm. so i just leave it at my house and i bear it like i bring what i need and i grind it up in my car and smoke in my car yeah. but mm-hmm. like i'm not really leaving weed in my car because it's too hot here. Like the, you oh, get yeah. to the oh, valley, totally. it's usually yeah. like anywhere from eighty-five. I mean, we're in the valley right now, so like mm-hmm. eighty-five to ninety-five most days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever it's not in the right container, humidity can get to it, and air and stuff like that that can degrade it and stuff like that. I've actually seen really interesting things. Uh, I want to get one. They're called Canadors. 
they're like humidors for cannabis instead of cigars. Huh. That's so you can keep, you can store your cannabis in like a locked box if you have kids at home or want to keep it safe. And you can put like Bovetta humidity packs and stuff like that in there to keep it at the right humidity so you don't get like terpene degradation or like your bud getting too dry or too moist or anything like that. Again, it stores it for like the longest period of time. That makes sense. So I've actually mm -hmm. heard mixed things about Bovetta. Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of like I used to use them all the time. And then some people say like if you store it with that, then it changes like the taste and the terpene profile a little bit. Uh, of the weed that you're storing. Yeah, there's all with. different kinds of. Uh, yeah, like, of but generally speaking, I think if you're able mm -hmm. to, like, I mean, it sounds it's more, like. I feel like it's more about getting that right balance. climate and mm -hmm. balance in there, no matter yeah, how you do it. Under 70 degrees, yeah. no humidity. Yeah. <laughs> Living on the West Coast. Tips. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been out here in LA? So I've been in LA a little. So I moved to LA last end of September. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So pretty first, recent. Yeah, yeah the first recent. event I was like year, at, I was like. In LA, two days, and then I flew to Santa Rosa for Hall of Flowers. Oh, and then I flew nice. back and I moved into a spot that ended up not working out two days later. So. Mm. Oh, yeah, there. we were gonna go to Hall of Flowers, but we have we've never yeah, made we it had, out there. Yeah, we never made it out there. We're for planning that. on BizCon next month, yeah. though. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'll be at BizCon. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, the the after parties. Is, I mean, I'll be working during the day and then going to the after parties because after mm -hmm. parties, to be honest, are I feel like really where you network and get connections more so mm -hmm. than during the actual event. it's more casual oh too. no yeah totally like at the uh, that's where i met andrew and everybody was at like an after party event and i've i think i make more connections there than i do actually walking around the floor and i will actually more like usable connections yeah yeah because like if you're at a conference generally they're trying mm -hmm. to sell you something right yeah. oh, especially makes sense, like when you're an investor thousands of dollars. especially in my my spot when you're investors first when you say that and Oh, right away. They're like, I, they're your best friend right away. They're the like, hey, switches, buddy. You know, that's <laughs> exactly. why doing this too, like being on the podcast too, it's like you don't really know who you're talking to. And I think that's like kind of the cool thing about it. But in that like casual setting, you really get to know them. Like you're smoking, hanging out. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's honestly why I go to events. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I like events because like you can smoke great cannabis. You, oh, most yeah. events you're getting free weed anyways, mm -hmm. uh, which is the other thing that people don't always realize. When you work in the industry, sometimes you make less. But what you also do is you get tons you get of free weed. Tons of products. Yeah, like, I mean, but that's value in itself. 100%. You know? So Cannabis it's, is it's green getting paid for a reason, just, in a just like money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's green. <laughs> I think eventually people will make money similar to other industries. It mm -hmm. just has to, it, it'll take time. Yeah, yeah, just more growth and like yeah, evolution. It's like I'll do. I'll do this for you, but instead of compensating you in cash, I'm compensating you in cannabis and yeah. flour or whatever. What what you were just smoking is were those the pre rolls? No, this oh, was just like okay. something I ground. Out I wasn't sure. And, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not even good. this. Honestly, it's just yeah. I I but, uh, couldn't tell you what it was. Yeah, That's we were talking right. about uh like flour and stuff like that. I always I always like to ask indoor or outdoor. Yeah, I mean, so I. Oh, what's your personal favorite? Well, so my friend that mm -hmm. I was buying from in San Francisco that was hoop house or light assisted where. Mm -hmm. uh, you're kind of in like this greenhouse makeshift thing and then you're scaling it back and opening the sunlight is pouring in and that's to okay. me when mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like preferred gardens is one of the most well-known names for greenhouse mm -hmm. and Dave who's the uh, grower and founder of preferred gardens he always says outdoor or he'll say like sunlight assisted where because mm -hmm. you're really getting more terpenes uh, yeah. than you are if it's indoor. You having a, said that, right. I Better smoke... Better total cannabinoid profile. Yeah, having said that, important. I don't smoke outdoor. I only smoke indoor because ah. all the brands... I mean, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Most of the brands. Most of the small. brands out there are in, are, are indoor. In, indoor grown. I, the first thing I do when I walk into a dispenser, like, oh, what are you looking for? That I'm like, have any good outdoor grown brands and stuff like that. And half the seven five percent of the time, they stare at me and they go, uh, yeah, it's like slim. Uh, let me check the back. We may have two, <laughs> one or two. I go. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 like, I'm like, I'll look at them and like, I'll look at them. And usually, like, they're pretty good because I just like that, like that better terpene profile. And because that's why I say, like, I don't like where the market's going with all the like the high THC, high THC count. counts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's what the market, it's what people want, but it's. I mean, as we just saw with like the G, it's not the most like, important the, thing. The THC doesn't really show anything. It's just like yeah. it's a rat race. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like if you think about it from a lab standpoint, labs are testing the product. But who right. is their customer? Their customer is the brands that are working with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to think logistic or lo- logically, they're going to want to do everything they can to maintain that relationship. And there's a lot of different testing labs out there. So mm-hmm. if you give your if you send your product to one lab and it tests at like below what you want it to, mm-hmm. you could t- tell them to basically f off and like not work with them, and then choose a different lab right. and then get a totally yeah. different result cool. because they're gonna. And that's kind of yeah. I feel like we're we're kind of at like a rock and a hard place because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's it goes back to me about like just re-educating the customer and yeah how like thc percentage doesn't tell you anything it no, right. tells you it yeah. doesn't even tell you that you're gonna get high because and people don't even know something that, that has I've like smoked, I've the highest thc percentages that i've seen in stores and you smoke it you get high for like two minutes and then you kind of just like fade out real quick and you're like What's the point of this? And yeah. you're pissed off because you just spent more money because it's a high THC percentage. Because mm-hmm. you pay for you pay for the percentage, not like the actual like like weight of the flower in, in the stores. Yeah, yeah. Especially in like states like uh, Colorado and stuff like that, because you can mix and match, and then they it depends on your total THC count. I think at the end of the day. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, in Massachusetts they do like TAC, like total something cannabinoid effect or something mm-hmm. um and you see more and more like not just the thc but the total percentage right uh and then also like the cbd percentage and the terpene percentage i would say like if you wanted to focus on one percentage focus on terpene percentage right uh, because yeah. that's going to show you and also like don't really focus on it spend like five seconds focusing on it mm-hmm. and then yeah. focusing more on like the terpenes or I mean, and this is harder because like there are so many brands out there. So from mm-hmm. a consumer standpoint, it's really a, whatever the bud tender is telling them. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So before we close out, do you have any shout outs? Yeah. Uh, shout out to California Love. Shout out to SF Canna. Check them out. Uh, yeah. yeah we'll shout out to out. the nameless friend that I cannot name for helping <laughs> Thanks, me get bro. involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. you. All right. We'll see you next Definitely. time. Definitely. See you guys next time. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.